MindZone Muscle Community, welcome to the Fitness Pro Mentors interview series. If you want to hear some amazing interviews from amazing fitness professionals all over the world, please join our Fitness Pro Mentors private Facebook group. But today, let's make it rain. And an inventor, Mr. Jay Braun. Jay, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Brandon. How's it going up there? Oh, you know, we're in Canada. It's cold. We got maple syrup and we're closed all the time for COVID, but we're doing okay. Um, it can't guys, be cold. It is not cold. It is not cold. We're doing okay. So before we jump in today, I'm really excited because Jay Braun is a multi-prong individual. He's doing so many different things. He's really a trident, if you will, and where he's an inventor, he's created this amazing device called Pure Torque. He is an educator and influencer in the exercise industry, RTS instructor, teaching personal trainers, mentoring them to grow, and he has his own personal training studio. So as you know, here in Fitness Pro Mentors, we're super biased towards marketing and lead gen and helping people grow, and Jay is doing that on multiple fronts. So we're going to pick his ears, and we're going to get all the info going on on that brand brain and see what we can do. So Jay, if you don't mind me asking, what's your origin story, man? Yeah. How did you start in the training and how did you find RTS, which turned into that whole thing? Yeah. Um, so I guess it started in college. Uh, I was an accounting major. Uh, I was not good at accounting. Uh, and uh, I played football and I was, I was good at working out. And so that's kind of how I started. And I went to the small school in North Carolina, Elon, where they have um, the students basically run the non-educational part of the campus. And so cool. um, students are running the fitness center, they're running the campus rec. And so I guess we'll go this far back. Um, and so I started personal training while I was in college um, as a job, which was kind of cool for, uh, for my uh, student loan stuff. And so then from there, I just uh, I moved up to Washington, D.C. and got a job as a personal trainer. And I, I, was, I was really good at at, at how exercises felt and to me, and then being able to get that across to my clients. And uh, I was personable and somewhat funny when I could be. And uh, and so that meant, so those are all really the tools I needed to be a personal trainer. And I built up my client base and then I decided I wanted to, to go out on my own. And so there was a space across the street from the gym I worked at and they weren't very happy about it, but I just moved across the street and then took all my clients. And then I, you know, I was 28 years old and I had my own training studio and, and I was, I was pretty confident that I knew just about all I needed to know. I had the, my NSCA CSCS certification badge that I shown around as if it was like, you know, the gold standard of personal training. And I was so proud of myself. And so, uh, Paulina Gregory had, had come by and she was a, an MAT specialist uh, up the road. And she's like, have you heard of MAT? And I was like, no, I haven't. And so she took me through some MAT stuff. And I was like, this is really cool. And she's like, would you be interested if I did that here? And was like, and, and I was like, yeah, sure. And then so she she uh, brought in a jump start, and Charlie McMillan came in, who you've had on before. Yep. And uh, and he came in, and uh, we hosted a jump start, and he he stood up there, and it's it's really funny because it's it's you know it's one of those moments that that sort of sticks with you throughout your careers. Oh, everybody, it looks like we may have accidentally lost Jay, but he will be back in a minute. And so openly, I mean, he's talking about Charlie McMillan and how amazing Charlie McMillan really is. If you guys have not checked out that episode, you're going to want to go back and check that out because McMillan is someone that is really a superstar in this industry. So on McMillan's note, we are back with Jay Braun. Jay Braun is just <laughs> such a funny guy that he wanted to peekaboo us and now we're back. And I was talking about Mr. McMillan. Yeah. So while you were gone, so we kept it going. 
yeah. So so anyway, so he comes in and he and he holds up a a, a dumbbell, a ten pound dumbbell, and a band, and says, "Which one of these is is variable weight? Which one's constant?" And I dove right in, head first, ego and all, and said, "Well, you know, the the dumbbell's constant because I can see the number, and then the band's variable." And he goes, "All right," and then so he takes out the fishing scale, and you know how this goes. But I mean, he he takes it through the measurement, and it's really it's it's really fantastic, and and I love the idea of of how of how long we continue to to learn and to sort of self-educate and to sort of figure stuff out and tinker around with things. But so he shows this thing and you just see obviously that the the mass based weight, the scale goes all over the place. And with the ver- with the bands, it you know it's a, it's this constant change of, of about you know two to three pounds from start to finish, no matter how fast he moves. And he goes, all right, so you've been making decisions for your clients. If you don't know this part of what you're doing, what other stuff could you not know about? Like how many decisions are you actually making or how are you just, are you just guessing? And I was like, holy cow. And I, I was like quiet for the next hour because I had to really seriously rethink every other decision I'd made and just come to the realization where it's like, oh, I actually wasn't making decisions. I was just, I like doing lunges and squats and deadlifts. And so those are what my clients did and some could do them. And the ones that couldn't, I would have do them with less weight or something. And so that was just, that was how I would make decisions. And I think it's where it's, that's sort of the crossroads that, that leads you to how are you going to address your next step in education? And I, I went to Charlie, I was like, where, I've never heard that before. Where did you go? And he's like, you're gonna have to go to Oklahoma and you're gonna have to go for, for the rest of your life kind of thing, but <laughs> it's totally worth it. And it's life changing. And, and if this is what you want to do, you have to go there. Yeah. And so that's when I started going through RTS and, and that's when it was, it was this, it was this, it's, it's life altering and career changing for so many different reasons, but mostly because you end up not only being in a room with, with someone like Tom and with people like Charlie or people with Peter, like Peter, but it's all the other people that are in that room are there kind of for the same reasons you are, because you have questions you've you've sort of had this whole experience where it's like I, I know I know some stuff but I actually don't know anything right I know I feel different things and then what am I actually feeling and so then it's like oh this is why this is why this exercise is different oh that's why I choose to do things this way and you sort of get a little couple answers and then as you get a couple answers you then start getting all these other questions so it's yeah. like oh no what did I just do <laughs> so so yeah and that's so that's how the whole RTS experience started and then it's just as you're going down and sort of getting invested in the community and sort of meeting people like yourself and and like you know the other people that you've got to have on this podcast and all the friends and stuff like that it's like wow it's like we have this whole little niche of people that are all really interested in the same stuff that have the same questions that have sort of different influences and different backgrounds, but still have the same questions about their backgrounds and so it's kind of cool it's really cool for that for that regard. I love it. And honestly, I want to yeah. get to your pure torque stuff, but you brought up something about Oklahoma and there's you and I have, and I meant to bring this up with Michael Goulden last week, but I'm going to bring it up with you. <laughs> you and I had a similar experience and there was a time 
where Tom Purvis was looking to start bringing on a bunch of new instructors. And he asked you, me, and a bunch of others. And we went down, and we were in this room with all the veteran instructors like McMillan and Mac right. and all and Jacques and all these people. And then on top of that, there were all of us, the newbies. And do you remember one of the teaching exercises he made us do where we had to go up, yeah. we had a hat, we pulled one of the topics out of the current RTS science module, you went to the other room, yeah. to the gym, you prepared for three minutes, and then you had to present the material to all the other instructors. Yeah. Yeah. I got a lunch break in mine. So I was, I was super excited. I was like, I was so far back in the, like the number I got was so far back. It was like half the people first. It's like, all right, let's break for lunch. And I, I just, it, like, I think I didn't breathe for, for two hours while it was going on and having to go up and talk about mine was, Oh, mine was assessment. Okay. That's good. That's, that's a good so one. that's, so that was, so that was eight years ago, nine years ago. And I still remember it was assessment. Okay. And, and you didn't ask, do you remember Michael? His, no, what was his <laughs> Michael, Michael, uh, Michael went up there. I forget what it was, but he was brave enough to go up there, stand there and go, I don't know. I've lost it. I've lost it. I, mean, <laughs> I do remember that. It yeah. was just, and, and it was this, and it was so much pressure just because you're looking out over Greg Mack was sitting in the front left yeah. and, and Charlie was behind him. And so, and it's like, and, and they weren't, they, they weren't super excited or understanding of what was going on. And so, you know, I just felt like a freshman in high school all over again. And I'm like, can I hide back here, please? So to add a bit of humor, so, so. I had functional continuum. I remember that really clearly. And it was that whole, like, the the ver- the difference from one side all the way to the other. But I got up there, and I was like you. I had three minutes. I was sweating buckets. And so I went up, and I grabbed this towel. And I started wiping the whiteboard down so I could prepare a teaching. And then I hear Greg Mack go, <clears throat> that's my face towel. <laughs> and I was like, what? And it was his towel for that's wiping funny. the sweat off his face. Cause it was so hot in Oklahoma. Yeah. And I was like, Oh no, I'll get yeah. you another one. He goes, no, no, you didn't get that one. It was awesome. <laughs> so Jay, there's so much to unpack with you and I already want to have you on another time. But what I would like to talk about is you are wearing this beautiful white shirt about this amazing yeah. company that I kind of, kind of promoted here. And I was talking at the very beginning about this amazing thing called pure torque. And I have to say, getting my hands on it, standing, training trunk rotation, this is by far the most weird-looking but intuitive-feeling core device I've ever used, and I'm in love with it. It's amazing, and my clients all from the ages of like 30 to 85 are using it in various capacities, and they all love it. How the heck did this thing happen, man? How did this happen? (laughs) Well, you know, going back to sort of like where – like. Whenever I would train trunk rotation uh, for myself, I would always grab one of those big Swiss balls and put it around and, and hug it and get the cable and, and put one arm over the top. And I, you know, and I do this whole twisty thing. And, and that always just felt, it felt exponentially better than anything else. And so I do that in the gym and other members would come over and be like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, check it out. And so they try it and it'd be like, oh, what, a, you know, what other stuff are you doing? And so then all of a sudden that's now a client. And so it was like really cool. So, and so it was just, it was just developing from there. I never knew why that, that it felt better, but I just knew it felt better. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to do that. And then, so in going through RTS, you know, learning about the importance of distance when it comes to resistance and then learning about the, the properties of restraint and how all of a sudden you're going to want some proximal restraint 
and now you can create proximal restraint devices, but if you don't have any distance, then there's still no resistance. And so you solve that issue. And so it just became the whole play of, well, is there any way I can create that with, without having to do the ball? Because the ball was always a question of, well, how much weight can I use? And then at what point does the cable come up and hit me in the face? And then, and then how do I have clients use it? And, and what's, what's going to happen here? And do I need to film it? Really, was that was like how do I get it on YouTube when it happens? Right. So that those were those were kind of the key thoughts going into it, and so I just I just had a, a guy that lives in, that lives in this building who does a bunch of construction stuff. We we cut a, a bike wheel in half, we we bolted it onto a two by four, and then I cut a foam roller in half and glued that on, and just created this. And on our website, we have like the origin story of it, where the bunch of pictures of sort of the steps that we took, which is kind of cool. And, and then I just use this whole bike tire thing. And I was like, yeah, this is, this is the feeling I'm looking for. This is, this is what I'm trying to replicate. That's amazing. And so, and so it just progressed from there. And, and one of the reasons that, that I, I decided to keep going with it was it's, it's core or abs, which you can sell for days as far as, as far as tools that people want to use. People want to use, they, if you can sell abs kind of thing. And then the second part was, it's such a sensation based thing that it was so cool to really be able to bring it to different, to different avenues and different venues and have someone see you do it and then go, Oh yeah, you know, it's the same as the the other stuff I'm doing and then try it and just see their eyes pop open and go like, Oh my God, this is actually really different. And I was like, yeah, it's totally different. And so that was a really cool experience to have. And so it's this cool thing where it's this, this device that I can sell like a gimmick, except it actually works is the side effect. So it will actually, it does actually do the stuff we're saying it's, do, it's doing. It's yeah. not like a wobbly board that you're just twisting on back and forth, or it's not like any of the other type of gimmick exercises, which it definitely gets called on social media, but it, it just, it actually delivers what we say it does. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. And let me just see if I can do this. Is this gonna work? Boom, there it is. So. Honestly, for anyone who's not familiar with this device, this is the device that Jay's invented. And honestly, it's it's really amazing. Like if you have a chance to play around with it and give it a shot, I'll put it over my face because Jay's so much nicer. It really makes the entire experience really amazing for challenging your core. But as you can see, like if you saw someone doing this, this is a really unique and weird looking thing. But I can't express enough like yeah. From across the room, it looks weird. As soon as you grab it, it feels so good and is so intuitive that I I, I love it. Like I, I really do. And I mean, my clients who are like motor control slow, if you know what I mean, they get yeah. it. And so Dominic yeah. Neusto actually asked a great question that when you're marketing this thing, what has been your biggest challenge and what's really worked? Is it that gimmick thing? I, okay. Um, uh, what's worked is, is money is just throwing an insane amount of money at marketing. Uh, and I don't, and, and because of that, I don't think anything's worked. So it's really like it, the, the whole question I think we asked from the, as, from the entrepreneur area would be, um, what's the problem I'm trying to solve? And what I found out really quickly was the problem I was trying to solve the other, the consumer wasn't interested because they didn't know that was a problem. And so we had to create this. We had to create this platform where I we needed to, and we still haven't done it well. We needed to show people what the problem was that we were solving, 
So here's the problem you're trying to solve. And people are like, that's, I, I don't know what you're talking. I do this all the time. I do this exact thing. Right. And, you know, going through our posts, it's really, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a steady diet of this is the same thing you can do for free with a band, or this is the same exercise you can do with, with a medicine ball throw. And so it's without having any kind of educational foundation to develop exactly, exactly what this, what we're trying to solve is the marketing has been, has been a nightmare and COVID didn't help. The whole idea was for that device to be just for, for people like yourselves, people like Dominic, um, trainers that had a base of knowledge that could then use it with their clients could feel the value of it. Their clients could feel the value of it. And then they know other trainers that would then buy it. And then it would sort of really slowly expand. But, but once, once COVID hit, everybody was at home and spending a lot of money on stuff for their home to work out. And it's like, well, we have this device where you can get the same exact workout you can at the gym at your home without having to invest $17,000 on a seated machine and then a bunch of weight and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. So it's like that all of a sudden became, look, you can, you can use this at home. You can use it anywhere kind of thing. And so we kind of tried to sell that, that anywhere, but I, I have no idea. Um, I have no idea how the, how to go about marketing it properly because the other problem is there's I, like you said, I mean, and, and like, I'm sure you thought about as soon as you grabbed it is there's so many different avenues that this could take. There's so many different populations that this could help. Yeah. And so it's do, you know, I, I always picture going first to the golf, baseball, swing sport market because it reads those those motions so cleanly. And while there's while there's not a direct transfer of of exercise to sport, which is something that we go through a lot in class and sort of try to try to hammer through and try to help people give them enough information to sort of figure it out on their own on this whole thing of of look, just because this this motion looks like the motion you're doing in your sport doesn't mean that that thing is actually going to translate to the exact replica of making that swing better or something like that. Just being able to sell um, athletes and professionals on the idea of, no, we're just working on trying to get the muscles that create rotation, the muscles that stabilize the things that allow rotation to be created. And then that the properties that then the, the, I guess the ranges that your body can allow to get challenged properly because there's, there's not really a lot out there that are ch properly challenging your trunk and core. Yeah. So that was kind of, that was our idea. Yeah. I think you got two interesting things that you could really do. And I think that athlete market's a great one because they all do like that Pavlov press style motion. But in reality, you end up taking away all the demand on the shoulder in such a great way. So they can really work on, you know, the actual pattern. But the alternative of putting in yeah. a machine takes away so many variables in the lower extremity that they probably want to challenge in their, you know, functional training mind. I don't know about this, but also the whole idea of um, helping, like even rehab and physio clinics. I know that they're really big mm -hmm. on stability through midsections and training the core. And you've really solved this amazing problem. Like although it's an intuitive device and it works really well, you've also taken away a bunch of upper extremity tissues that if someone has a rotator cuff issue or they don't want to feel their yeah. cervical spine or tight traps while they're doing it, you can really do that. Have you tried that, the yeah. rehab market, or thoughts on that? Um, not yet, just because we have a rehab device that's being worked on right now. So we'll have a rehab device for the market coming out. Cool. I want one. Um, so that's next. That's that's the next one. Up. I expect some images um, when we so finish yeah. in privates. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, um, so yeah, but 
please. No, 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 go ahead. I, was, uh, I, was I have another question say. about the pure torque, but uh, Jason Coloron is asking, what's in the fish tank, man? Uh, African cichlids, um, which it's a freshwater tank. They're colorful freshwater fish, fish, but they are cannibalistic as all get out. It is, it is a non, it is nonstop hunger games in there. And so it's, it's so it's one of those things where I wanted a fish tank because it kind of fits the theme of, of title. Um, but I didn't want the saltwater tank that was going to be, you know, 10 grand a year to upkeep and, you know, the fish are 500 bucks each and they're beautiful, but you know, it's, they're super fragile. So this guy's like, Oh no, get African cichlids. They're wonderful. And it's like, yeah, they're wonderful. If you're looking for like cage fights, because they're going at each other nonstop. Colorful cannibal cage yeah. fights. I think that's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. So I got another question from somebody. Brad Thorpe wants to know, I mean, going through this patent process is a pretty deep mm. process, I understand. He said, what is the most frustrating part of the patent process for you? Um, I think that the main thing is the specificity of what you're actually getting patented was like, was the was the main deal and then the amount of the amount the whole like the the scope and the coverage was really the key thing when it comes to patenting for something like this and so it's like all right well your device right now looks kind of like a thor's hammer it looks like a like this this breaching arc kind of thing could it also be this other shape and it's like yeah it looks like that almost this thing right here um, maybe so it's like yeah so it's like okay what if we and and they would just you know, we would just talk about all these different shapes of things that could actually, and I'm just trying to get a, po- across the point of it's anything that's that's away from your body that you don't need to hold. You can draw whatever you want. He goes, oh, okay, that's it. Okay. And so it's like this five hour long conversation where it could have been cleared up just by explaining to him maybe a little more clearly using different words on what exactly are you trying to protect? And so now, so we have protection on anything that you don't have to hold that's secured to your body away from yourself which is kind of cool so so it's a lot of coverage that is a lot of coverage man that gives you a lot of yeah torque you could say to move forward through the market in the next coming years there's our pun (laughs) (laughs) i I think one terrible (laughs) pun in there one terrible canadian yeah so Jay, I mean, I, I, I got to ask this, and this is the thing I'd love to ask people like yourself: is you really have three different careers right now that I'm aware of, maybe even four. Four. You're a trainer. You're a yeah. gym owner, facility owner. You're an educator, yeah. and you're an inventor. Okay. <laughs> how do you juggle all of it, man? Yeah. How do you juggle it, and how do you delegate? Yeah. Um. So uh, there's no delegation, uh, <laughs> and I think. <laughs> I think that the best that like, I was like, I was kind of thinking about as we were coming on, like, what's the, like, what is there to, to, to doing this? And it's, it's only doing what's sort of accomplishable and, and not stressing about the stuff that's not accomplishable and just understanding that, that things will get done in time. Like it's, it's, it's really funny when I, whenever like, and, and I think it's like a fun exercise. If you've ever needed anything done or needed any help doing anything, if you ask someone that has a ton of time on their hands, it'll never get done. If you ask somebody that's slammed, it gets done that afternoon. And so when I look at it, it's really funny because it's like the busier my day is, the, the, the more stuff I get done in my small cracks of time. But like if I have a two client cancel back to back plus lunch built in, I get nothing done. 
I get nothing done in that dead time. But once once sort of you're, you're motivated and moving, like things get things keep going. And I, I, I do appreciate the four jobs and one of them not being a parent because because some people try to pass that off. And I was like, oh, you get paid to be a parent. That's kind of cool. I don't get paid. But yeah, that's just for fun. Yeah, that's a that, that's the fun. That's the downtime is, is parenting is parenting a 12 and a nine year old. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm at mine's almost two. And then one's a month old. And it's just bonkers. So it's a different life. Right yeah. Now. So, man, yeah, what, well, on, so you have two in diapers still or two in is, diapers is still. two still in diapers? Two in diapers. Oh, that's a poor timing. Well, <laughs> no, what are you supposed to do? It's going to be great in the long in. run for sure, which I'm really excited about that. Okay. Okay. So Jay, I got one more like big question that I want to ask. And I would really like to make sure like first and foremost, if you're watching this now or in the future and you have not heard of pure torque or you haven't tried it and you're looking for something to help you increase your ability to do core exercises on the gym floor faster, get more out of your body and get rid of the frustration of upper extremity discomfort. You want to use a functional training device to perform better, get past injuries faster. You got to buy pure torque openly. The medics rotary torso device. We don't even have it at my facility because we can't get it in Canada. Really? It's my favorite. However, after using Pure Torque, the versatility that I get from doing something like this for the cost, there's there's nothing better than it. And so you need to try Pure Torque openly. It's fantastic. It's well worth the investment. And all my clients love it. And openly, Jay, I've got a few clients that are going to be buying one uh, as soon as they can. So that's super cool. With Thank everything you very you much, do, man. Thank you. Yeah, man, of course. Everything you do, I would say... I would love to say that you've got, I mean, you're spread thin man and I love it. I think it's really cool that you've managed to create a full brand of pure torque and then title and then be t- a teacher. How do you manage marketing and advertising these three different beasts of things that you do? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, unfortunately, um, I, the only thing I actively market is the pure torque. Um, and, and kind of, like I said before, it's just, it's, it's a money whip situation where you're just, it's, it's your, and, and I think there's, there's definitely a, a world where anything that's starting part of the starting pain is going to be getting eyeballs and getting usage and getting adoption. And so it's a lot of upfront cost. And so it's super expensive. Um, but it's only super expensive if you're not making a ton of sales as sales grow, that all of a sudden becomes less expensive. Um, when it comes to the facility and to, to education, I really don't do much marketing. Um, I've been I've been fortunate enough to be in an area where I haven't had to to go out and get clients. I haven't had to go out and get trainers. Um, and I, I really it's it's I, I try to be as low stress as possible when it comes to running the facility and when it comes to uh, getting uh, having trainers come in. Uh, I, I want things to be. There's a, there's a family feel, you know, my dog is here all the time. Kids are here half the time. Um, but it's, it's a pretty low stress environment. And so they're kind of some, some internal controls that I built in along the way, which just making sure, you know, people could get in on their own. So there's a key fob that where people can sort of can, can swipe in. Now, as, as a gym owner, we're able to actually benefit from that financially by saying, all right, for that, for that perk, that's going to cost a little more per month. And so you can kind of build that into your incentive structure. Um, and then, and then I just have, I've been fortunate enough to have really long-term clients and, and not needing to do a ton of outside marketing. Um, we did have a moment where we had, we brought in a new trainer and we brought in a front desk person and that was sort of right before COVID to kind of expand our brand a little. 
to open up into some sports performance things and to, to be able to have more more uh, versatility between who we got in and how we're using the facility. And that was just sort of pre-COVID, unfortunately. And so all that stuff sort of got pushed to the side. But but the the whole, I think people, I think you can have, you can do multiple things. And I think, you know, we've discussed before how important diversifying your your energies is and, and spreading out sort of making sure you're getting resources and income from multiple avenues um, that you actually enjoy doing, which is really key. Yeah. But also not 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 forcing situations was really sort of the best the best the thing I've been most happy with is the fact that I, I, there's been opportunities that haven't quite felt right and so I just don't do them. And so I just stick with sort of what's in front of me and just and just keep moving forward and, and keep keep progressing that way. Um, when we have a class, uh, I'll promote it. I'll reach out to, to trainers, uh, see if they have people interested. But if, if I only have five or six people in the class, great. We're going to have a really, really personal one-on-one experience with this course. We're going to get some great education in. We're going to get some great exercises. And, and I'm sure in the classes you teach, you get to learn so much from the people that come in. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's such an amazing way to think about something. Or the, 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 those are such amazing words to be able to use. And so there is there is a, a self-growth thing that goes on when you're teaching someone. And it was like, you know, forever, forever when, when we were teaching RTS, I was I was I taught five or six series of classes and I'd be teaching that whole mass versus elastic um, weight, uh, weight responsibility issue or resistance responsibility and and that change. And while it's changing in my head, I'm like, well, it's still changing and that's still variable. So, you know, this is kind of like eh. and then I thought I was like, but wait. As I'm going through it, I'm like, hold on, it's predictable. And it's the predictability of that change that actually is what makes it constant. It's constantly predictable. And so it's like, oh, it's the predictability that matters on this thing. It's not so much the fact that, because it is going to change some, but it's not variable because it's completely predictable. That's what that means. I was like, oh, duh. And it was just such a cool little thing to have when someone was, you know, just asking questions. I was like, oh, that's amazing. This is going to be a lot of fun. (laughs) So, yeah. Amazing, man! I love it, and I love your your passion. I mean, honestly, the the really thing the thing I think is really cool from our group of people that went to the RTS instructor meeting that one uh, is seeing how everybody's kind of grown and how their businesses have grown. And openly, I have to say that you mentioned your membership in the key fob thing. We started doing that here as like a an incentive, but also like a final destination in the worst case scenario uh, for clients if they want to like yeah. be in our world but can't afford to do X, Y, and Z. And I got that idea from you, and it's been. Um, a very helpful endeavor and has really turned into a big in, big change with a service we call our custom gym membership. So I owe a lot to yeah. your influence and, and I'm a huge fan of Jay Braun. Thanks. Well, I owe a lot to Tom because I got it from Tom. So That's so great. it just gets handed down through, through our world. Yeah. Well, Jay, I got to say, you have so much going on and it's inspirational to see how you juggle it and how well you've done with all these things. And so um, I, again, like I would highly endorse anyone who's watching this or listening to this in the future, check out Pure Torque. But Jay, where can people find you to get more information on you, the RTS classes that you're doing and Pure Torque? Yeah. um, So getpuretorque.com is our our website. And then uh, at getpuretorque is our Instagram handle. And then uh, titleepc dot com um, is uh, is our thing, and then at titleepc is our Instagram handle, and you'll see some influx of sometimes more and sometimes less less uh, posting on that, but you know it's whatever we have time for. 
Yeah, for sure. Jay, honestly, I mean, the thing that I'm exploring as I'm seeing as I'm going through this process of interviewing people like you, people I've known for a long time, there's so much more to talk about. And so I feel like we've just touched mm-hmm. the surface of some of the origin story of Pure Torque and Jay. So I'd love to have you on in the future if you're open and we can maybe get into some subjects and have sure. some fun if you're open to it. Yeah, definitely. That'd cool. be great. Everyone, Fitness Pro Mentors, the Minds on Muscle podcast, please check this out. Check out Jay Braun. You got to buy Pure Torque. If you don't have a Pure Torque yet, get one. You are wasting your time with a sully trunk rotation experience until you try Pure Torque. Jay, I'll talk to you soon, man. Come on. Thanks a bunch, Brandon. Have a good one.